Welcome to Aftersight, your home for stories for people just like you. Your vision loss journey isn't something to be ashamed of. Take a listen. And that's the main thing I remember learning when I was taught the slack line when I still had vision is don't look at the line below you, but look at your anchor point that's solid ahead of you. If you want me to cook your dinner, you have to put somewhere to go. <laughs> and I suppose part of this was also my own trying to figure out who I was and how to be in the world in this very new way. Prop, I would say a potted plant because I get sad when the flowers would like wilt, mm. you know, oh. eventually. I'm going to say fresh cut flowers because then I don't have to worry about killing a plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at taking care of These people all have the same thing in common. You. Their stories are for your encouragement, your determination, and your inspiration. This is Aftersight. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Aftersight. I am your host, Penn Street, and I hope your week is going well. Out here in Colorado, the sun is finally shining, and the weather is actually supposed to get up in the 50s today, so it's beginning to melt off that winter snow. But I think it's just in time for another big winter snow <laughs> um, coming in in a few days. So it's still winter in Colorado and will be so for for a few more months, actually. So today's guest, we are going to dive right in because today's guest is the beautiful, beautiful Joy Ross. And Joy's a model, a mom, a wife. She's an athlete. She's a public speaker. Oh, she's so many things. She's on social. She's a social media sensation and role model, um, and so much more. So you do not want to be multitasking today while you are listening to Aftersight. I want you, you know, grab your favorite cup of tea or hot coffee or whatever you want to grab and find a cozy place in your favorite chair um, so you can really pay attention to what Joy has to share with us today. It's really important um, and you will not regret it. So um, sit back, relax, and we will be right back. You're listening to Aftersight with Penn Street, an AINC original podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please visit AINcolorado.org for more shows, news, and articles read by our amazing staff and volunteers. If you have a question for Penn or would like to recommend a guest for future shows, please visit AINcolorado.org slash podcast dash guest. And now here's your host, Penn Street. Welcome to Aftersight. Thanks so much for having me. Well, Joy, um, I usually start off my show with just some kind of quick fire questions so that our audience can get to know you a little bit uh -huh. better um, before we, we completely dive into this. So, um, <laughs> so and, and I know um, you are a super bubbly, joyful person. Um, and so I hope, hope you enjoy this. So, jo Joy, if you had a T-shirt with a quote okay. on it, what would the what would the quote say? Joy is a choice. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Is that? That's my motto. Yeah. Oh, I love Joy's that. Choice. And then if I had another one, it would be believing a Ooh, I like that. Okay, t-shirt companies out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're looking for some merch. That would be great. <laughs> I'm wanting to get my merch out, so getting some merch. And I'm going to definitely have those. Oh, um, wonderful. Quotes, my quotes on, on uh, different uh, merchandise. 
Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, would you rather be shopping in Paris or walk through the rainforest in South America? Oh, shopping for uh. sure. <laughs> shopping in Paris. Oh, <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Love fashion, love shopping. Yes, yes. And we, people could definitely tell, tell that on your social media. Um, mm-hmm. when, Joy, when you were nine years old, what did you want to grow up to be? Okay, I don't even know at nine what I wanted to be, except um, I loved, I always loved medicine, and so I wanted to be like a doctor. Oh. I knew very early on that those dreams would not happen because I was um, partially blind, you know, yeah, by that time. But I loved, I loved medicine, I loved that. But, um, yeah, singing was also my number one thing I loved. So. Mm. Mm, that's but, wonderful. You know, what, it's interesting how things have changed throughout the years. Well, so. yeah, and and one out of two isn't bad. But honestly, I think what you are doing is medicine. Um, I you know, agree. you know, um, it might not be an appeal yeah. or you know a treatment, but it's definitely it is. It's definitely heals the soul. So I, I think. Yes, I, think, I agree. That's what kind of I felt. I'm sorry. I felt that to you along the way. It's like, um, when I, one day was reflecting on back, you know, like what I used to want to be when I, you know, I grew up, I was like, you know, I want to be a cardiologist. Mm. So that was the doctor I wanted to be. And then I'm like, you know, now I just am able to help heal hearts through yes. my story and through my message. So, and I also, then it changed. And then I was like, well, when I got into college, I like, well, I'll be, I wanted to be a speech, um, a professor, um, mm-hmm. a speech professor, and yeah. teach how to speak and uh, public speaking. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm, I know <laughs> I'm doing that now. So I know, and I'm a teacher. So you definitely are. You definitely are. So joy music is 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 a big deal to me too. I use it, you know, throughout my day to. I don't know, kind of set the mood or maybe even change the mood of of my yes. day. And so what if you had a theme song, so when you walk into the room, what would that song be? Oh my gosh, like a specific song? Yeah, do you have one? Oh, I love the song. It's, it's actually my name. It's Joy. Mm-hmm. And it's by this uh, band called Booking and Country. Ooh. And it's if anyone, yeah, knows it, you'll get it. It's the most you'll have to look it up, Penn. Yeah, I will. And listen to it. It is it literally talks about like choosing joy and it's this amazing upbeat. It'll make your day brighter. And I love Aww. working out to that song and um actually got permission from Working and Country and I talked to them and my husband talked to them and and uh told my story and they said you have permission anytime you walk across the Aww. stage, you know, have this song being played, like have it played and come out. That would be amazing. They would love oh, that. Oh, so, that's wonderful. That is so wonderful. That's so wonderful. Well, Joy, listening, you know, I, you have, you know, you're all over social media. And I listened to your YouTube video about where you shared your story. And I mean, I was I was in tears, even partially partial way through. But not just it wasn't sadness. It was it was it was joy. It was um, listening to somebody who was empowered by the circumstances that they were going through. And I know at three years old, you you were sort of given this diagnosis, and 
that you dealt with, but you really, it seemed like you had really kind of wrapped your head around and, and you kind of were living your life with, with this diagnosis. But then when you became a mom and, and if I, if I remember right, you were on vacation and with your little girls and husband uh, and things kind of, you know, kind of took a turn for the worse. And and I think a lot of us, me included, we, we struggle, you know, you kind of lose a little bit of vision and then you kind of get used to that. Like, okay, I've got this, I got this. And then you lose a little more. <laughs> it's like, ah, here we go again. And, and it's this constant roller coaster. Um, but could you share your, your sort of your diagnosis when you were three and then also, when when things really took a turn and really shifted your life into sort of the path you are on now? Yeah, of course. So when I was three years old, my parents noticed that one of my eyes just didn't look quite right. My mom said the sunlight had caught my eyes and one eye looked glossy and the other, my right eye looked really dull. Mm. And that was the first thing she noticed. And they took me to specialist and they looked at my parents and they said, your daughter's going blind. And uh, they said that I had this disease called uveitis, which is basically inflammation of the eyes. So it's in the family of arthritis. Mm. So the inflammation that attached joints went to my eyes and began damaging them before the age of three. It wasn't discovered until the age of three. It, it was already in such a chronic state by that point. And, you know, but how can a toddler tell? Right. Like something. And I had one or one eye was a better, you know, it was better. So yeah. I was using that eye. So it wasn't like I was really having a struggle at getting around. I just started using that eye more. Yeah. Um, and then by the age of five, I had cataract, cataract eye surgery on both eyes. And, you know, they started me on like steroid eye drops and oral steroids there was not a lot to you know to treat the disease at that point and then right. we're just trying to manage it the best way we could um and through surgeries and that sort of thing and um I never remember seeing out of my right eye ever mm. and my left eye the best I could ever see that I can recall was like shapes and colors uh, and movements just within a couple of feet. Like oh, right. I would see like letters of colors and things around me, but uh, nothing was clear. I could never read large print. Uh, I could never like, I just didn't have close to the TV. I, you know, I use magnifiers. Yeah. But I left eye. Um, so it was, but that was all I've ever known. I grew up with that basically right. after everything. I, I continued to battle the disease and I also developed arthritis in my joints mm. at the same time. So, and that progressed throughout my life. So, but I've always had to deal with the inflammation and it kept attacking the eyes and they didn't develop better treatments for the disease uh, until I was in high school. Wow. And then it was a chemotherapy drug called methotrexate. And I didn't do well with that drug and you know, came off and then, you know, just more flares. And then of course, with every flare, basically more loss of eyesight. So, wow. yeah. And so I, you know, and on top of that, of course, like I said, the joints were involved, severely involved as well. And, you know, just going through a lot of managing and pain and, <laughs> and then I have two sisters and I, everybody else is healthy except for me. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. you know, I had to deal with a lot of that in schooling and 
overcoming my challenge, my obstacles in, in that area too, as I was going through all of this other medical stuff and, and loss of eyesight. So, um, but fast forward, <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot in between. Fast yeah. forward, um, you know, I met my husband, um, met him on a blind date. Ooh. Ba-da, Yes. I was like, and people were like, huh? And I'm like, y'all can laugh. Y'all laugh. Like, it was love at first touch. Uh-huh. Aww. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. I, 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 trust me, I've got them all down, all my yeah. jokes. Um, yes. It's my favorite, so I just have fun with it. I always say, if you can't change your circumstances, you've got to learn how to make the best of it. So. Absolutely. So uh, then we had our two beautiful girls. Um, after we got married, um, Isabella and Georgiana. Oh, beautiful names. Thank you. Isabella Joy, Georgiana Grace. And it was challenging being a mom, like without eyesight and very limited eyesight. And, um, but there was never a fear in me and there was never something with them that says maybe shouldn't. I just knew that I was born to be a mom and, and I knew with my husband and I together, we'll, overcome just like I've overcome yes. many obstacles in my life it's just one more and and I knew that I had this desire to be a mom so we'll figure it out and I I was figuring it out and while still managing everything in my health um, well fast forward to December of 2007 our girls were two and a half and five years old and we were moving from Portland Oregon to Fort Worth Texas that's where my parents had were living at the time and we wanted to get back towards them and because our, our oldest was starting kindergarten. And so on our road trip to Texas, we decided to, to take the girls to Disneyland. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was my first to Disneyland. I've been to Disneyland, <laughs> but never Disneyland. And the girls' first time. And, and so we we took them and like, it was Christmas time. And yeah, I remember... Uh, walking into the park and there was this big Christmas tree right in the front and mm-hmm. I couldn't see details of it but I could see a blur of lights and even that to me of course and like this all I've ever known so I was like oh this would be so beautiful right, it's magical right. my little girls I've always matched them and you know they it's beautiful girls my isn't blue-eyed and my youngest Georgiana's brown-eyed and they they match they always dress them the same because but the eyes I had back then, it I needed to have them match that way. They stood out as well from onlookers, like onlookers, oh, yes. like other parents at the park or whatever. They would be like, those two belong together. Right. So if I asked a parent next to me or someone like, you know, hey, I said, do you see this other, my other daughter looks just like this one, just a little uh, bigger, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they'd be like, oh yeah, she's on the, you know, monkey bars or something. I'm that like, okay, is cool. a great technique. My, my mom always dressed my, my little sister and I the same, but I, it was just cause it was just easier for her. Uh, well, but, I mean, my mom did the same thing with my two sisters and I see we, but interesting. But I, she was visually impaired. I'm wondering if that she, I, hmm, I'm gonna, she's passed away now, yeah. but I'm going to have to ask my little sister about this. I have yeah. never thought yeah. that is such a great idea. Sorry. Isn't I had it? to, that is just no, no, mind blowing. No. It's great. Yes. And if I could give any tips, you know, like I love that too. To yeah. Other, uh, visually impaired parents out there, but I would, you know, like pink hair bows, anything that popped and stood out. So, um, and identified them 
that they belong together. Yeah. So that was really great for me. It was a tool. Also, it was so cute. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So we were in Disney and they were so excited to meet the princesses and all this. So we were, I was pushing my youngest in a shoulder. So as long as like, I know, like, I can see right around me, right? And I know I'm not going to be, my husband and my my older daughter, my five-year-old were with me too. So I could push them in the shoulder, um, her in the shoulder, but something started to drastically change literally while we were in the park. Wow. My left eye, my only good eye-ish. <laughs> yeah. I used to say, I'm blind in one eye, I can't see out of the other. Except that's, so, I'm, I'm there too. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... I was like, something's happening. My my left eye was getting darker. And I told my husband, something's happening. This I had this uh, curtain that was coming across my field of vision, starting from the inside of my like nose mm-hmm. and then and going across to the center of my field of vision. And it was like darker. This whole area there was dark. And I'm like, what's going on? Um, and then my eye was really irritated and, and it was... I wore a contact lens because I have no natural lenses, you know? Right. So right. I wore a contact on that eye only, like a huge contact. And I could, it was dry and it was stuck to my eye. Uh, and I was like, something's happening. And I wasn't quite sure what was going on except inside my heart, I knew I had this feeling. Oh. I thought to myself, is this a retinal detachment? Mm. And I've heard of the symptoms of retinal detachments, but I, and my doctors have told me since I was a little girl that one day it could happen, but it was never like, it's going to happen. And I always thought, well, that day will never come because I've lived 30 years and good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, um, and I was like, I don't know. I was, I told my husband, well, we'll just push, push through. And as soon as we get to Texas after our trip, we'll go in and have, just look at me so but yeah I was so grateful though as we were on that trip that I was able to get to experience my girls with their smiles and their laughter and seeing the princesses and meeting them for the first time and I as I'm telling the story I can see it in my mind I still have so all my visual memories are still intact I can see my girls oh I smile just thinking about it because if I make myself like focus on that they yeah pop, they pop up into my view yes. my mind. yeah yeah and, <laughs> and so <laughs> when we left disney you know as beautiful and artist that was for me um we got to texas and i got into a specialist and things were not improving they were getting worse and mm. i went and saw a retinal specialist and i remember that day he he looked at my eye and he sat back in his chair and he goes well, it's not good. And he goes, your retina is coming off. It's detaching and mm-hmm. healing. And we need to go in and have surgery immediately and, and try to rescue it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, if we do this, I could lose my sight because I knew that trauma to the eye, like our surgery is right. has been something we wanted to avoid just because my eyes are fragile. But he says, well, if you don't have the surgery, you're going to lose everything anyway. Mm. And I'm like, wow. How scary. It was like like my worst nightmare of like, is this really happening? Like, I just can't believe this is really happening. Right, right. We went home 
and I was crying. It was just a mess thinking about my babies and losing the ability to see them grow up. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I had this surgery scheduled, and the night before I went in, I went to see my girls laying in bed, and they shared a room, and I looked at each one of them, and I just studied their faces as they were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this exactly in their beds right now, and I could see them, and I just studied from their hair color, their eyebrows, their beautiful lashes, their lips, oh, and their my, my oldest has like more of a fair skin, like horse and dog, beautiful skin. And then mm. my youngest is more creamy, beautiful, wow. delicious, yummy, like skin. And yeah, oh, so beautiful. And my youngest has a dimple on her left cheek. And I just studied all that because you never know. Like, yeah. am I going to wake up and it's going to be gone forever? Right. I had the surgery and when they finally removed the, the patch the next day, uh, I was pleasantly surprised I could see a little bit. It had I'd lost a lot, but I was yeah. able to see light. But I was not able to see and make up my beautiful girls like, mm. like I once was. And, you know, they were hopeful that maybe we could get some of this back. And it was just like inflammation or pressure, eye pressure issues, but nothing improved. Um, and I literally mm-hmm. saw my world disappear. Um, yeah. so quickly and um that was that was the hardest thing in my entire life like just learning how to like what am I gonna do you know yeah. how am I gonna be a mom my babies like how am I gonna see to enjoy them how am I gonna, like all these questions were flooding through my mind because I've been good at compensating for my loss for all these years and figuring right. out how to get around it but this was like it would be like having perfect eyesight and then it's gone completely. And that's, right. even though my eyesight was not perfect at all, it was everything I've, I've known. And it disappeared within just a few sh- couple of weeks. It was completely gone. Wow. And there was nothing I could do. And, oh my gosh, my girls were, and my husband were my, my everything. And, and they were there to help me. At the same time, I'm like, I'm the mom and my babies are like guiding me and taking me by the hand and let's go to the park. Mama here's over here and mm-hmm. mama here's your seat. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I want to be mom again. Like I want them to know that I can do these things. And right. I, I felt, you know, I felt back to you. How did you, do. how did you move on? I know in the video I was watching you, mm-hmm. when you were talking about just everything was fading away, even your own, even your own reflection in the mirror. Uh, and um, yeah. so what, what happened? Like, how did you, how did you sort of pull your bootstraps up for whatever metaphor yeah. you want to use? Like what, yeah. what, what, what happened? How did you, how did you move on? It was, um, it wasn't just one thing. It was a few things that helped me. It was like little by little. I always tell people, you know, don't expect to after a loss of sight like to get your independence your confidence your strength your like get it all back like your joy right don't expect it to come back overnight or don't let anyone tell you that it should come back overnight or you're gonna just suck it up you're gonna be fine no I, it's a it's a journey and it's a process and everyone's journey it looks different right um for me it was 
my girls have been my best motivation in my life. Um, knowing that they needed me and I still so desperately wanted them to look up to me and mm. just to see that mama is capable, not just daddy, but mama. Right. Um, and one of those first things that helped me to get back on track was to get that back was getting a guide dog. Oh. And, you know, and, you know, after the grieving, trust me, I went through grieving. I've got on antidepressants and everything because I cried so much and was just a mess trying to figure yeah. out things. But uh, getting a guide dog, my, my first guide dog, um, was truly like, <laughs> yeah, was the answer to my prayer. She gave me hope. Yeah. So, uh, and I, her name was Antonia, a beautiful <sighs> yellow white lab. She oh. was gorgeous. Uh, and she, um, yeah, literally changed my life. And so I, I gave her a middle name of hope because she restored hope back into my life oh. and, and gave me that independence and freedom. And with her leading the way, I was able to be that mom, you know, um, at least for, like I said, it wasn't the the one fix, the right. one fix, but it was the one thing that let it definitely open my eyes to yes. see yeah. blindness in a different light. Yeah, and I realized the first day I went out for a walk with her at school, and I was like flying so fast on the path, and the wind was blowing through my hair, and the sun literally was shining shining in January. Yeah, I was like in Portland, Oregon, I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, oh, I can see my dreams coming back to life again. Yeah. Um, I, and I was like, you know what? They might look different. The dreams I had might look different, but I see now that they're possible or it's okay if they change, but they're, they don't have to be less than they can be greater than that. It's just Absolutely. different. Absolutely. And, and then after I, I brought her back home to Fort Worth, um, then my, girls we suffered another blow and my girls were both diagnosed with the same disease as mm. within the next year oh. and so it was devastating when my baby at three was diagnosed with uveitis and my oldest was diagnosed with juvenile arthritis in her joints mm. and the hardest day was when I was laying in bed with my Georgiana my three-year-old and we were cuddling. She was on my right side and I had my chest and I, it's like, she looked up at me and she said, mama, am I going to go blind like you? Mm. And I was like, oh my God. I say to my baby. Yeah. You know, she sees her mama lost sight from this disease and just put fear in her, you know? And I said, you know, because of baby, there's drugs now that medications that you have access to, that you're taking, that your sister and daughter both taking, that I didn't have, you have hope. And, and I believe that. And we have hope as a family. We are a family of faith. And we believe that it's going to be okay. And, and I'm going to do, me and dad are going to do everything we can to fight for you and your sister that it won't happen to you. And, from that moment forward, I realized, you know, I got a really, it just gave me that drive to really do everything I could possibly do to, to be strong for my girls, to show them strength, to show them how to overcome adversity, how mm -hmm. to find your joy, even when you're overwhelmed with such fear. And 
And so we started doing advocacy work and working with the Arthritis Foundation and lobbying on Capitol Hill and doing lots of things to, to, you know, to make a difference. And, you know, like I said, we can't change our circumstances, but we can try our best to do, you know, um, to make the best of it, to do good with that. Right, right. Did, how really is how is their us. how is their vision? Did you know? I know they're older now. Uh, yeah, um, Georgiana suffered no permanent damage. Went into remission after being on mm. the strong medications, the methotrexate chemotherapy injections, yeah. and we were able to catch it so early on. And we did aggressive treatment, and she went into remission nice. around the age of seven. And then it came back around the age of 10 in her joints. Mm-hmm. And, and like so many joints in her body, it came back. Not the eyes. Her eyes are good now. It's just managing her disease in her joints. And then my my oldest, Isabella, it stayed only within her joints and okay. never moved into her eyes. They're both still on uh, biological and, you know, uh, treatments. Yeah. Stay at the age of 17, 20 years old now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, like I mentioned, my, my mom was visually impaired um, growing up, and she she was a role model for me, and I felt like she understood what I was going through more than anybody else. And it, when, I, when I listen to your story, it's like, I don't know if this is going to come out right, but it's like, what a gift for them. Because even if they had, even if one or both of them had lost their vision, or who knows what the future holds, they have you as this really positive role model that that they're going to be okay. Or, or like right now, it's you know, it's it's staying in their joints, which I, I have, I, I too have arthritis in my joints, and there are some very bad bad, bad days. Yeah, I told you to the state. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that. Um, that that you are a role model to them and and that they know that you know cuz I, yeah. I don't think there's anybody better to be a role model to our kids as as we are and you know i, I have two stepdaughters and one of them um was in a was in an accident and uh, we, we thought we were going to lose her and they were doing flight to life out of the mountains to the nearest hospital. And she said that, and she was awake the whole time. They wanted to uh-huh. keep her awake. And she, she said, um, she goes, I kept thinking that, you know, pe- you know, pen, you know, she calls me pen and that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay because, you know, pen go- has been through all this stuff and she's okay. I'm going to be okay. And I uh-huh. think that we are role models, role models to our children um, yeah. in so many more ways than we think. So um, that that's what strikes me with your story is that it's it's wonderful that they have these new drugs and, and these new treatments yeah. that, that maybe they won't lose their vision. But I yeah. I just know in my heart that if 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 it does come to that, they're going to be OK, because mm-hmm. mom, mom has paved the way <laughs> with you know, with strength and joy and. Um, yeah. she, li- she lives a pretty freaking awesome life and, um, you know, you know she's going to be okay. So absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing I always say, I've changed some things in my language as I, um, you know, 
have been walking through this journey. And one thing that, and, and, and this is not like I've heard you just uh, saying visions uh, several times and that's great, but I decided for myself, I'm not going to say I lost my vision anymore mm. because I've gained so much vision through my blindness. Yeah. yeah. I've gained so much vision far beyond what eyes can ever see. Yes. And it has transformed me and made me like better. And I see more beautifully. I see what matters most of all. I see people's inner beauty. I see their hearts. I see what we should all be focusing on. I'm able to, you know, even though I'm a model and I, I'm on social media, I literally went, I don't, I don't think about like, I think I don't focus on because I can't like on what the mirror shows, but I, it's all about, it's all about how I feel. Right. And, um, and for my girls, like, even if the worst was to happen, you know, they might lose eyesight if that ever happened, Yeah, but they're never going to lose their vision. That's true. And, and I, I love that part of it. It's like, and that's what I hope that they can see in me and will continue to see in me is that mom continues to you know, have vision without her eyesight and um and that vision for my life has just become more bright and beautiful yeah it is growing and changing and evolving and you know so Joy, like you mentioned with your with your modeling, did you mm-hmm. model before you lost all of your sight or was that after you? I've always been a performer and, you know, being on like being in front of the camera has always been something I've done being mm-hmm. just a singer and that sort of thing. But no, I really didn't come into this at all. And so I didn't really see my lo- understand my love for it and. I, until I lost the ability to see. Mm. And that's so crazy because I can't see my photos. I can't see. <laughs> I can't use a magnifier anymore. It's yeah. like zoom in and like, uh, and, and you know, it's just been, I think that for me, it's like, I want, I feel good in my body. I feel good in my spirit. I feel good. And I want people to, who have eyesight to be able to see that confidence because there's, there's so much negativity yes. against disabilities. The focus on that is just so poor. And I'm like, I want to show the world that can see yeah. what us blind people can be. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you ever get this, but so many of us do, is mm-hmm. you don't look like a blind person. And, and you um, don't look blind. yeah, exactly. And, um, what does blindness look like? I know exactly. Right. Um, does it look like Stevie wonder? And yes, I love you, Stevie, but, um, but not all of us play the piano and, um, you know, like we, it's, it is interesting because I think there is sort of the stereotype of what blindness is supposed to look like. And so exactly. when there are people like you and so many of the people I interview that are that are out there doing really amazing, incredible things, but also those people that are doing really normal things like going to church or riding the bus or, or mm-hmm. you know, walking their children There's, to get ice cream, whatever yeah, it is yeah. that we all do, right. um, that pe- sighted people are just so 
amazed. They're just amazed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and well, they, they are. They're blinded by they're the blind. stereotype. Yes, that's, what, what, I was, that's what I was meeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I just think it's absolutely amazing that you are doing something that's so visual that mm-hmm. that I love it. but I it's love almost it so much. yeah it's almost like you're doing a this unselfish job because <laughs> you mm-hmm. you um you're not like you like you said like you can't even look at it with a magnifier mm-hmm. or whatever the pre- my my husband is a professional photographer and and as uh-huh. I've as I've lost my vision more and more and more, and I'm at the point now, it's I really can't appreciate when he hands me a photo or tries to blow it up for me to see. And I'm like, I'm just like, I can't, I can't. But I appreciate his passion. And right. also, I hear the comments from his clients about how it changed their their lives and their perspective, or he captured a moment that they that's really dear to them like that part i can understand so um but yeah it's it is really awesome um that that you're out there and then also um you're you're very fit and i would i'm this is the one topic i really wanted to get into because i know what i used to be a runner and i and i still ski i have a Me cast too. cast on my left wrist right now with three fractures oh, um no. hopefully it comes off on monday but i i it hurts to work out like it hurts um i still do it as you know probably not as much as i should be doing right at the moment but but i still run and hike and ski because i know if i don't i'm going to lose even though it hurts i'm going to lose it and so um, can you talk about, and I have another friend, um, Gina, you're out there. We talked about this, about when you are blind or visually impaired and you, you want to be fit, you have to kind of rely on other people. You know, like I have a lot of runner friends and it's like, they can't just walk out their front door and take off into their neighborhood. Exactly. Um, how, yeah. yeah, what, <laughs> What do you have any sort of um, basics that people out there that that might want to, you know, increase their health, you know, with fitness? Like, where do you even start? Well, so I used to be a runner, too, when I had some limited eyesight and I took my last like run, you know, like right before I had surgery and it wasn't a great one, but it was enough. <laughs> but I, I want to get back into that with a, I need a sighted, you know, guide, uh, to run with me, but and, yeah. and since I lost that, I try to find other ways to, so, because I have this love for being fit and, and staying in shape, it's just something I've always done. Uh, and so I just started doing at home workouts. So, I mean, you don't even have to have like, I mean, you can do if you have any ability to like any equipment or that sort of thing, but I didn't have that all the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, access to that. So I just started, like, I even wouldn't like run stationary in my house, you know, like oh. holding onto a chair yeah, <laughs> or my kitchen sink or something where I would just run in place and I have my Fitbit on. And I, I've done that where I'm just like, you know, getting out on my steps and going up and down my stairs, you know, because you can do that when you're blind. That's true. And going up and down my stairs and <laughs> doing that sort of thing for like cardio. Um, and then I, 
I love slots. I love slots. So <laughs> I do like just like my own workouts from my abs to, uh, you know, working out with squats and doing, uh, like lifts, like hold onto the kitchen chair or the table and lifting your leg, even brushing my teeth as I'm brushing oh, my teeth. I still do great. this. I raise my leg up from behind me and do like, like press, like lifts, you know, pulsate your leg or whatever. Yeah. You and I switch it out and it helps us brush your teeth perfect faster. Um, <laughs> and sometimes you're too, or you go longer because you're like, no, I got to get in five, yeah. 10 more. <laughs> and no. Uh, so I've done that and I've really seen some amazing results with just doing body weight resistance training mm. just at home, but no bands, nothing. And using my stairs or like a coffee table and like put, you know, do like pushups, you know, I use that, uh, you know, to do elevated push-ups or dips, you know, turning around and um, putting your hands on the stair. And you can change, like, the feet, like, pushing them out, walking them out further or a higher, you know, higher or lower step, you know, to get different intensity and level of, of fitness there. And those are just some of the things that I've done. And, you know, and then just recently I started doing personal training and meeting with a personal trainer. And it was only because I have other, I have these other goals that I really want to get to me. And I needed a trainer to help me get there because I, I'm like, okay, I've done all these things. I have really good, like I have really good, you know, abs and muscles, but I like, I want to get more of like the six pack abs and I, Mm. Like Mine further, really good, right? I, Step it up. Yeah. <laughs> why do you why do you want to go? Why do you, you don't need to go to you know say personal uh, trainer? You look amazing. I'm like, but it's not about looking. Like I want to. Right. I want to better and grow and be stronger than I than I've been and yeah. and it's good and it also makes me. I suffer with mental health issues. Yeah. So for me, fitness just makes me feel better. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. I was going to say that too, is that even like getting up and stretching like can make you, can make you feel better about yourself. And, and, and I think uh, the hardest thing is just getting up and doing it. Yeah. 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 Maybe they can use that song, um, that, to help <laughs> yes, them. Joy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that is a great song to do that too. I'll, <laughs> I'll sit there. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm not, like my best um, drill sergeant. That's what my husband told me. Do I have a drill sergeant built in you? Because I'm like, come on. I'll, I literally, I talk to myself as I'm doing my workouts. And I'm like, come on, Joy, one more. <laughs> yeah. One more. You can do it. Come on, come on. <laughs> it's funny. So that song helps me, though. That's so, I know. I, I can't wait feet. to put it on my, um, I can't say her name or else she'll come on my smart speaker um, after we get off. What we get off. Um, so another thing, Joy, that I saw that on Facebook that you have been doing ketamine therapy or treatments, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, can you share um, what that is and, and what are the benefits that you're hoping to gain from that? Well, I'm already reaping benefits and it's amazing that ketamine therapy, I mean, lots of people have heard of ketamine and I'll say, oh, this is horse tranquilizer and blah, blah, blah. Like I hear like a lot of negative people like will say, you know, that's such a strong, but ketamine, and it's also known, like, especially in the nineties as this drug, the street drug was called Special K. Oh, Um, okay. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have actually. So it's not a, it's not a hallucinogen, 
but a lot of people think it is, it's, mm-hmm. but it's not. But it is a disassociative drug. And they, they I, also use it mm-hmm. as an anesthesia, right? Don't Isn't ketamine right. one of mm-hmm. the anesthesias? Yeah. Right. And every hospital they have it. So, uh, but they have found that ketamine at a certain dosage level can really change the neuropathways in the brain. Mm. And it just helps to create new pathways. And when you suffer from severe depression and like for me, also bipolar disorder, anxiety, what can happen in the brain is that you have these trend marks, like imagine like, right. You have these, these marks in your brain. Uh, this, this is a path that I go. And the more you go around and around, it gets harder to get out of those. Yes. Ruts, right. Yes. And the rest deeper and deeper and deeper. And your brain can't even figure out like, how do I, veer off this pathway and do something different and that's where you get to the place of feeling like hopeless or you're like you can't get out there's no way out right but with ketamine and mine is is given through and there's different forms uh it's given but in the in the clinics that i in the clinic i go to and many clinics clinics it is given through iv okay so yes it lays down a blanket of snow and it just um it, it gives you the perspective of it gives you a new perspective and the ability to, to go hmm well I could maybe go and do this over here or maybe oh. I you know it just changes your thoughts and it's tremendous wow. I came to this point where I was like okay where even this was an option after suffering from such chronic like severe depression this mm. past year oh literally even in December where, you know, we're yeah. <laughs> in March here, but, um, literally I was contemplating suicide. Oh, sweetie. And Sorry. so severe. And not that I would, it was just like, it yeah. was a thought of like, yeah, I can't get out. I'm miserable. There's, yeah, I live in no, you know, I live in a sense of nothing in a way because my eyes never see light. They don't see anything. So it's like, how, how do I, you know, and I, then I'm, I'm constantly feeling this emotion and devastation and sadness. And like, there's just no way out. And my family, no one can help me. They can love me and encourage me, but nothing changes was changing it. And I got to the point of like, even holding a knife up to my wrist. And I'm like, I'm like, not that I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to see like, okay, what, this is what I've come to like, this is, oh. and I, of course I, I was just like, this is not what I, I need help. And I'm yeah. like beating my head against the wall. Like I need help. Like what's wrong with me. And so my husband, one night we're laying in bed and we were just online and he's like searching. I'm like, please, we got to find me something. And so we were, we were talking about magic mushrooms and these sort of things. Right. We heard about them yeah. helping. And so um, that and- kind of took us down the path, this one path. And it led us to ketamine. Wow. Well, and that's awesome that it's helping. Like, because, you know, there are so many things out there. And and when you hit that place where this is going to get ugly fast, if I, if something doesn't change, that it's... What am I supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. And that it's awesome that it, that it, that it works, that, that it is working. Yeah. There was such positive, like everything that we could find on this drug on YouTube, like just search for ketamine therapy. It was all positive. Like everybody's ex- these experiences that you 
something, you know, people would have, I'm like, oh my gosh, this one woman, it resonated with me and she had a similar experience like me. And every time I would go, to, I would be, I didn't even want to go to sleep at night because nights were my worst because that's when the world's quiet. Yes. Yeah. I have non-24 sleep disorder and, and I'm just like, oh my God, I've hit this wall of like feeling like, oh, we gotta do this again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, and it's dreadful. Like, and so, you know, I started searching and I, I have a psychiatrist and I called up their clinic and, and they told me about the ketamine clinic across, literally across the street. And I'm like, what? There's a wow. ketamine clinic across the street. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is a sign, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I called immediately. They put in the referral and I basically have resistant depression. Um, so nothing I've tried is work has worked. Mm. And so, yeah, so you went, so you were able to get into the ketamine clinic and how long did it, was it immediate? Like your first treatment or? So it was, a, it was two weeks um, of therapy. And so it was six sessions. So, um, so like Monday, Wednesday, Friday for two weeks. Oh, okay. And the first time I came in, you know, they put me in a recliner and it's just really cozy. And they uh, hooked me up with an IV, get the IV going. Um, they do, of course, they do all your vital signs. That's right. Thing. And they put a blood pressure cuff on you. Yeah. They hook you up to EKGs and pulsometer. And so you're fully monitored by physicians, you know, and then they, you know, obviously answer any of your questions, but you, uh, you know, they're, they're monitoring, they have a camera on you. So if they're in another room, they can come back in. They're constantly watching. And, um, my husband was with me and um, I've logged, I videoed my ketamine journey. So with my session starting in January and, and so you can see that on my YouTube channel, Joy Ross. So, um, actually, we have one more video to edit right oh, okay. now. So, but the first, th- the first week is on there and it is, it was amazing. The first session, I, they started me at 40 milligrams. So I didn't have any music in my, I didn't have headphones or anything. And I, and I was a, able to talk kind of to my husband pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. And then the second session, it just went up to 50 milligrams and then 60, 70. And finally I was up to 80 on the last Friday. Okay. And with every session, well, I added some, uh, you know, the second session I added headphones. So it canceled out noise around me. And so I could really end up put some light music on. So they encourage you to do music like with no lyrics and mm. just yeah. instrumental, something that brings you comfort. And it can help the flow of the ketamine and the feeling I expressed to, I, I say on my videos is like, it was the most beautiful, amazing, joyful, oh. comforting feeling, pleasure. It was like, I was like, like swimming in an ocean of peace mm-hmm. and, um, and tranquility and sensations. Yes. You feel things like, like movement. I felt movement and like the music and everything was just so much more powerful. I had hand warmers in my hand because my hands get cold and the heat from the hand warmers in my hands, like, like, like it was like, it was breathing life into my body through the heat. And it was insane. But the most wonderful thing after it was all said and done, basically after the first two weeks, so it was, I knew after the first week, things started to change. My oh. immediately, the first thing that left was my suicidal thoughts. That nice. was gone after the first session. Great. No I've not had them come back since January second. Wow. Uh, the second thing that left was anxiety. 
disappeared completely. And then after the second week, complete depression gone. Wow. I can still feel my emotions and I have like maybe some tearful moments, but they don't last. Right. And I can move past them. Yeah. It just gives you the ability to cope with your emotions better. And yeah, I'm happy. I started immediately like feeling encouraged to go and do things. So I haven't gone on my adventures like I normally do, like going out by myself with on Uber with my cane, started going out, working out. Like I'm happy. I'm living life. I feel like I've got joy back. My joy has come back. In in so many ways, right? In so many ways. Like George said to like George said to to some of the day, he goes, I feel like I got my wife back. Oh. And you don't know how much like and my girls can see the difference in their mama. And I'm like, and my girls also suffer from mental health stuff too. And just kind of the thing. Um but because of I think me too and going through this and I'm able to understand them and in all of these, all of these areas. And we're as a family getting stronger and, and I just want to, you know, use my, the things that I have gone through and where I found strength from, like to use it to inspire others. There's hope. There's so much hope. If you just, you have to keep searching, you can't give up, you know, you can't let the darkness consume you and win right i am Mm. a fighter and i'm a go-getter and i do not (laughs) want to fail i want to win i look at my challenges as a game i'm going to win whether i win it the first i'm like i might not always win it but i'm going to get back up and keep fighting until i win that's right that's right Mm -hmm. well joy how i know you mentioned a little bit earlier but i'll ask you um here is how do people follow you um Mm. I'll, i'll give you let you give the so uh youtube since we were just talking about youtube yeah. that is if anyone just searches for joy ross or blind joy yeah you know you're gonna find my channel my channel is joy ross yeah and i always say joy to the world and ross dress for less oh there you go <laughs> so joy ross for youtube and you know even if anyone googled me you would find most of my you know everywhere I'm, I'm at and but instagram i am blind joy ross nice and on tiktok i'm the same blind joy ross yeah and facebook <laughs> <laughs> um i am through the eyes of joy you know <laughs> I know. Yeah, through the eyes of joy. And I've thought about changing it, but I'm like, I love through the eyes of joy so I do much. Too. You know? I do too. I um, I I love I'm it. I'm also just joy Ross on Facebook as well, so people can send me friend requests or follow, you can publicly just follow me there. It's an open yeah. private, me, it's not a private page. So Yeah. But um So you are yeah, everywhere. I, that is one of the awesome things about social media is that it really is changing those uh, narratives of what people think those boxes should be that we stay in. <laughs> so great. And I know that there's a lot of even certain blind people are like, oh well we're not amazing when people say we're amazing. Well I I think it's amazing to I sometimes think not that I'm oh Joy, you're so amazing. I'm amazed by myself. Yes. So I can understand if somebody else is amazed by yeah. me. And it's not that they don't think that we're capable. They're just like they think about themselves. Like I don't yes. know how I would do it. Well you figure it out. Yeah. 
I, I agree but, with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I know so many of us are like, stop saying I'm inspiring to you or whatever. But but you're true. It's sort of like you're right. you're holding up a mirror to them and it's mm-hmm. you're doing something that they wish that they knew how or had the courage to or could could obtain. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, Joy. And I look forward to this friendship blossoming. You're and, welcome. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and uh, yeah. And thank everybody out there for coming in, you know, week after yeah. week after week um, and all the wonderful things that you've shared with us. And definitely, you know, thank AINC because they do the they do the hard work in the background. You know, I get to do the fun part. Uh, but, you know, Jonathan, Evan, yeah, all of all of you guys, you guys. Ugh. You guys are awesome. You're going to have a fun time with this one. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, you, you got your work cut out. Um, but yeah, and then also, you know, definitely check in to the other podcasts, original podcasts Absolutely. that we're doing. Um, I Evan, awesome. Evan and um, Jonathan are going to be launching Blind Level Tech. And that one is going to cover, you know, everything from smartphone accessibility, voiceover apps, and you know, everything that you need to know, you know, just how to navigate through technology. And then also, um, because of some of the things, Joy, that you have said with these online Mm -hmm. platforms with social media, that would be a great topic for them to cover. So, well, Joy, thank you again. and so much. Absolutely. And everybody out there, be kind to yourself this week and find a way to be kind to someone else. It is good for your soul. Until next week. (laughs) 